Hey guys, Ben Beck here for Next Level Radio, and in this Next Level guest spotlight, Adam and I had the chance to have a conversation with the lead singer and co-creator of the band No More Kings, Mr. Pete Mitchell. But rather than talk to us on the phone like previous guest spotlights, Pete was awesome enough to chat with us via the webcam this time, which led to a much better conversation and a lot, a lot more fun. I've been a fan of Pete's for a long time. I was really excited to be able to speak with him, and he did not disappoint. Uh, Being a pop culture junkie like Adam and myself, Pete talked to Next Level about his music, pop culture references contained in his songs, his music being used in television and film, and much, much more. It was definitely an interview that was certainly a lot of fun for both myself and Adam, as well as a great opportunity for Next Level. And we definitely look forward to speaking to, Pe- speaking to Pete again later on down the road, which Pete absolutely said during the interview we will have an opportunity to do. Uh, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this interview. But before you do, make sure you check us out at www.nextlevelradioonline.com. Subscribe to us on Twitter, or on YouTube, rather. Uh, you can find links to our YouTube, our Facebook, our Twitter accounts. Everything you need is right there on the homepage as well as much, much more. So now, in the meantime, sit back and enjoy this interview with Pete Mitchell from No More Kings. Hey, everybody. Ben Beck here for Next Level Radio, joined by Adam Gorey. And we're here with another Next Level guest spotlight. Now, anyone who knows Adam and I knows that we are pop culture junkies. Television, movies, music, you know, I personally love it all. And it's really no surprise why I took to a band called No More Kings so quickly and easily because of that. Uh, I've been a huge fan of their music since 2007, pretty much, when they they released their first album. Uh, And tonight we are joined by the lead singer of the band. Please welcome to the program, Pete Mitchell. Pete, how you doing? Good, man. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. So uh, we're talking, you're out in L.A. right now, right? Yeah. So, all right, cool. About a three-hour difference, you know, opposite ends of the country, but it works. Joining us from the Next Level Radio Hangout. We're not going to use its real name because they don't sponsor us. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> it, it starts with a G and ends with an oogle. <laughs> so uh, I want to jump straight into the music for now. It's been a while, but No More Kings just released. Uh, you just released your third album titled that's Three. Right. Uh, you, you'd been releasing singles and such on YouTube and things like that at, for the past couple of years. So And I was getting really excited because I was really hoping it was going to lead to another album, which it did, uh, which came out earlier this year. Um, I've listened to it a couple times already. I'm already loving it. I'm not disappointed with the album at all. Um, it, what can you tell people about the album that's going to make one of people – that's going to want to draw people to, to listen to it? Well, the difference between the first album and the second album was pretty big. We went on a huge – funk kind of uh, vibe for the second album we you know did a lot of like bill withers and you know, Rita franklin like that era stuff uh that difference from album one to album two i think is there from album two to album three and everything just got stepped up there's a lot more um i don't know the grooves are just funkier everything's just you know leveled up i feel like on the third album it's um it's my favorite of our stuff and it's weird because i always say that for the newest stuff but in this case i really i really feel that way like um, the song, a song like the new James Bond. I mean, that, to me, that's yeah. just it's just funky and fun and it's fast. I like that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so I feel like you know from the high energy stuff, and then you've got like a song like Tracy's song, which is just really sweet piano ballad. That's a little bit like uh, about Schroeder from the first album, mm-hmm. but even even more emotional, uh, emotionally charged, I should say. So I just yeah, I feel like every, everything is just better. <laughs> 
Um, well, now that the new new album's out, is there any chance for another tour in the U.S.? Well, there, yeah, I would love to. The, the problem for us now is that we're completely independent, meaning we're off a record label, right. uh, which, which offers a lot of really uh, great freedoms, but it also offers a lot of challenges. And one of those challenges is not being able to afford a proper tour. We do scattered shows sometimes. A lot of times I'll come home. Neil, uh, my writing partner, the other half of No More Kings, Neil, lives in Louisville, Kentucky. And so when we, we record, I fly out there. And we try to book shows around those uh, those times because I don't get the, out there very often. But I have a group of guys that I play with out here uh, when we do live No More Kings shows out in Los Angeles. But, you know, Neil doesn't hear in those. So to see, you know, really to see No More Kings with me and Neil is kind right. of a rare thing. Were you always uh, a West Coast guy? No, I grew up in, in Rhode Island, actually. I grew up oh, wow. in New England. Yeah, I lived there until, I think until I was like 23, I decided to uh, make the trek out to the West. Oh, cool. So I've been out here ever since. That was 90, Oh, okay. You enjoying the sun? <laughs> yeah, I love it out here, man. It's weird, like, I, I've been out here for, I guess, 15 years or whatever it is, but I've never been out here for more than two years in a row. I always end up, like, I, I moved to Japan for a year and a half, and I came back for two years and I moved to Hungary and I came back. Oh, wow. like I, Yeah, it's just weird. I get like wanderlust. And I keep... <laughs> <laughs> but I love Los Angeles. Like it's the place I keep coming back to. So that says something. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I mean, you have more, I don't know what the word would be like, I guess more uh, steady weather. Unlike us out here who go from blizzard conditions one week to like 70 degrees the next. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Uh, <laughs> you know, again, I grew up on the, on the East coast, so I know what that's like. And there's, there's a lot of, charm and you get you know gorgeous seasons autumn in new england is my favorite time of year anywhere in the world uh just gorgeous so you don't get that stuff out in los angeles because it is so even but you know i like being able to be outside i like being able to eat outside at a yeah. restaurant you know pretty much any time of the year Absolutely, <laughs> are, you, yeah. are you like a, a family guy fan at all I, it's, it's funny i know um obviously it's set in the fictional town of uh Cawhog, right so yeah i, I get the the allure of for a new englander to like it i don't know i just it never <laughs> it never really resonated with me you know what it is because i was a simpsons guy oh okay so when family guy came out it was like a, a less interesting version of the simpsons it's still really funny but it's, it's to me it's kind of a one note joke but anyway I, that's not what you're asking you're asking about the, <laughs> the fact that it's a new england thing so yeah i think that <laughs> uh now i know i know recently your music has actually started showing up and 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 being the fan that I am, because I really am, it's not blowing smoke at all. I, I really am a legit fan. I have been since I met you back in 2007. And more recently, your your music has actually started showing up in TV and film. Um, I, I recently, uh, I was watch, I was getting caught up on the television show Psych, because I had fallen behind on the final season. Yeah, I love that show. And I, I, I do too. And I, imagine my surprise when I'm already loving an episode, because one, it's an episode about zombies. Yeah, because Gus uh, is having nightmares. Yep, it's got Bruce Campbell in it, who I absolutely love. So imagine my surprise when the closing oh, credits hit. Billy Zabka's in the episode too. That's right, and uh, I know there, there's that's a big episode for a lot of guest stars. Yes, yeah. Um, but imagine my surprise when the end credits hit, and I hear they're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> Which is just, it, it's the topper of all things when it comes to that episode. Like it made me yeah. like. It made it become quickly one of my favorite episodes of that show. Um, but, I mean, as a musician, how how do you feel, like, when you start hearing your stuff in more mainstream things like that? 
that's extremely exciting to me. And, and uh, not to harp on this whole record label thing, but the exciting thing to me is, you know, for years we were on a record label and we had tons of resources and connections and all this stuff and, and you know, staff dedicated to getting that kind of placement. And we got nothing close to the level of placements we're getting now that were completely independent. So we've got, you know, the Psych episode, which is is, is giant for, yeah. for an independent band. You know, that's huge. It's a fantastic show. Um, it was a perfect fit. But then we also, uh, we had two songs in this tremendous documentary called Doc of the Dead, um, which is, do you know about that? Have you heard about I think that? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. It's by, I haven't seen it yet either. It's by the guys that did uh, uh, People versus George Lucas. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have heard of that. I haven't seen that either. Me neither. These <laughs> <But laughs> guys, guys are legit, though. They're like, you know, total, they would hang out with us. You know, they're total pop culture nerds, but they, they love documentary filmmaking. And this guy knows everything about zombies, so he made this zombie documentary. And we got two of our songs from this third album in that. In the opening credits, they played the song The Living Dead. Which and, I love. And, uh, that's a, yeah, that's a fun, yeah. high-energy, like Elton John kind of zombie song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then uh, they played They're Coming to Get You, Barbara, in this uh, montage section of Night of the Living Dead. The coolest thing about the, this stuff to me is, okay, obviously I'm a, a, I was a huge psych fan, so mm -hmm. to have James Roday handpick that song, like hear it and say, yeah, this is the one we're using. Well, the fact that he heard the song. Yeah is huge and then in Night of the Living Dead uh, Judith O'Day uh, they played this song for her because she was at one of the screenings you know so like the fact that I wrote a song about Barbara, Barbara. from Night of the Living Dead and then Barbara <laughs> from Night of the Living Dead here's the song <laughs> that stuff blows my mind so that's that was a long yeah, answer that, to the question yeah that's gotta be like truly like I, I don't even know how you could put that experience into words that you write a song about Barbara and Barbara actually gets to hear it yeah it's dude it's mind-boggling the other thing is the we have a um song about bruce lee on yeah. this album uh bruce lee's daughter heard it like and t like retweeted about it like it's, oh, uh, wow. yeah this stuff is blowing my mind like I, i'll write these things and it, they get in the hands of the people that they're about it's creepy how did and, like how did uh they're coming to get you barbara go over with uh with her she loved it <laughs> oh that's awesome <laughs> yeah i mean she's got to be like Right, because you, you got the figure. The, you got to figure the movie was what sixties, I think. Sixties or sixty-eight? Yeah, yeah, something like that. So yeah, so she's got to be up there in age right now. But just the fact that she heard it and enjoyed it—that's got to be. Yeah, yeah. That that was a real. Uh, that's that's just nice. I love it. Yeah, it came out in sixty. Well, Roday, I think is is he one of the executive producers of Psych now? Now he is. Yeah, now okay. he is. You know, he. I remember seeing his early screen test of that character and just being like, "Holy crap, he's." Like, that was man. one of those like it, it's like you said it's it and it's going off topic a little bit but that show i don't think there's one episode that doesn't make me laugh <laughs> great because that and, show and, is like, hysterical smile right like even more than laughing like getting back to the whole uh, simpsons versus family guy thing <laughs> family guy makes me laugh but the simpsons makes me smile yeah you know? and I, I yeah feel like psych does both you know psych is so charming and their friendship and their silliness like i want to hang out with those guys you know? oh absolutely <laughs> So, and then yeah. you got to also search for the pineapple in every episode, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got to start watching that show. I haven't gotten a chance to see it yet. Yeah, it's good. It took me a couple episodes to get into, but it's it's really good. And there's always episodes of that show that just stick out to me that I just yeah. absolutely love. Uh, I yeah. think it was back. I don't know if it's the first or second season, but there was one episode where they were at the spelling bee. And, uh, like, that episode still, to me, just, like, just sticks out. So, uh 
your music, though, I mean, talking about Night of the Living Dead and things like that, your music is full of pop culture references. Like, it's to the point now when, when I heard this new album, I purposely didn't look at the titles of any songs because I wanted to see if I could figure out what the pop culture references were in oh those songs. God. How far did you get? Um, I got pretty far. Like when you, you mentioned Enter, Enter the Dragon, which was about Bruce mm-hmm. Lee. And I started hearing a song about a dragon and my mind just starts racing. It's like, okay, what could this be about? Could this be about Game of Thrones? Could this be about Hobbit? Could this be about the Hobbit? Could it be about Pete's dragon? Because when it comes to the references that you use, it could be about anything. It really could be. Pertaining to a dragon. So the moment I heard fists and everything, I'm like, okay, this is about Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee. I'm like, that's pretty badass. Um, Zombies, I know you do a lot of. You have uh, Zombie Me on the, from the first album. They're coming to get you, Barbara, and the Living Dead on the new album. Uh, Night Rider, Short Circuit, Gulliver's Travels, uh, Peanuts, which which was about Schroeder. About Schroeder threw me the first time I heard it too. Yeah, that's a bit of a twist, right? Yeah, because you don't know what it's about until the very last word. Yeah, it takes that one line. <laughs> it's that last line of the song that really gives the whole thing away. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, it's just a sweet love song. It is. Now, you, I mean, you do have a couple songs on the albums that, uh, that don't have any pop culture references, at, at least that I can't pick up on. No, that's, that's right. Uh, I, I tend to write about two things. I either write about pop culture stuff or and not, more specifically stuff that I grew up with or dug. I mean, I'm not just picking random things. But, so I'm either writing a story from the perspective of, of that or I'm writing about myself. Yeah. So songs like Umbrella or This or Someday – um, or paper airplane, you know, any of those kinds of songs. Those are just me. Those are about me. Yeah, you know. I mean, and some, then all the other some, stuff. Someday is probably one of my favorite songs off that oh, album. But my absolute favorite song, still to this day, so far. I was going to bring this up a little later, but I can bring it up now since we're already talking about it. Um, my favorite song out of all three albums so far is this. Really? I, I, I that is probably my favorite No More King song. Wow, man. Do you um, hate it? You sound surprised. <laughs> no, no, I, lo- I, I that blows me away. I love that because, like, again, when we first started writing a, a lot of pop culture heavy songs, um, I was really afraid of getting uh, being a novelty band. You know, I had this, this deep fear of like not being able to be taken seriously, and I finally got over that because I realized, you know what, it doesn't matter. It's this is fun. I'm writing about fun stuff. People are smiling. It's making people happy. Um, but I still had that secret desire, like you know, a song like this. That's for me, that's kind of heavy stuff, you know, like, um, yeah, that's, that's exciting to me that that's your favorite. Cause that's, that's a really, um, that's a really personal and, and important song to me. I mean, and especially because of the fact that it's the pop culture references in your music that really drew me into your music, but it's a song that doesn't have any of the pop culture in it that really, that really grabbed me more than anything else. Wow. Um, I mean, it's a really, it's a really great ballad. Um, but I have to ask you, this is the one question that's always been curious to me because I've never been able to figure it out. And maybe you're not supposed to figure it out. But what exactly is the this in the song? The this is that conversation. It's, it's an allusion to being in the moment. There, it's, this, the silly answer is I remember watching uh, City Slickers, you know, and, and there's that scene where he holds up the finger and says everybody has their one thing. Yeah. He means that that one thing's different for every person. I felt that way. I was having the song is literally about a conversation I had with my best friend at the time, Brendan. Um, he didn't know what he wanted to do with his life. And we were talking about that. And he was like, how do you know that you want to be an artist and a singer? Like, how do you just know that? And, and he was like, I don't know. We just got talking about like the future and what the meaning of it all was. And I said, for me, the meaning is this. It's this conversation. It's just, just being here with you right now and having this this connection, you know, in this moment. Um, that's that was the important thing for me. So it gets a little loosey goosey, uh, the song itself in some areas. But it's yeah. essentially about 
about that, about being able to recognize the moment, you know, the moment where life gives you a hug. So it's basically, (laughs) it's pretty much a song that's carpe diem, like it's living in that moment. It literally is. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, with all the, with all the, the pop culture references and all your songs and everything, I really think it was sweep the leg that really grabbed everybody's attention when it came to you guys and got you guys even more noticed than you already were. Um, and it's pretty much uh, the the biggest reference is, is the Karate Kid. Obviously, there's other references in the videos, uh, in the video for Sweep the Leg, which I think there's what there's three versions of the video now. <laughs> and each one's like thirty minutes long. Yeah, the, yeah. The first <laughs> the first video I saw, I think it was like ten fifteen minutes long. Yeah, but it's yeah, great. But, well, but it's just it's, I love it. I mean, I'm I still love that video. It's so out there and so goofy, and and, it, and for me, it immediately reminds me of being in that moment when I stepped onto the. You know, the, it's sort of in two halves. The first half is me chasing Billy around in a in a trailer park, yeah. basically fighting him. And then at one point, we fall through the floor of something, and, uh, and we end up in in the 1985 tournament. Yeah, you know, the All Valley High tournament. And when I walked into that set, and they had totally faithfully recreated, I it blew me away. I was like, I can't believe I'm standing in the middle of my favorite film. Well, that, well, that was one of the things I was going to ask. I mean, because being the pop culture junkie that you are, being on set that looks exactly like the Karate Kid, but not only being on that set, but being surrounded by Billy Zapka. Um, yeah. I don't know. You, I don't think you were ever in a scene with Ralph Macchio, but he was in the video with you. I, I was, but it's, it didn't have to be. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, and Martin Cove, who, you know, yeah. Sensei Kreese. And, so yeah. you're not only on a set that looks exactly like it, but you're surrounded by all these actors that were in the movie <laughs> At the time, yes. you're literally living the yeah. Karate Kid at that moment. That I is mean, the dream. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And and I have to ask, like, how did you pull that off? Like, how the hell did you get all these guys to come back to do this me, video? Man. It was it was all Billy Zabka. Uh, j- just along those lines, there was a moment where in the video where I get thrown uh, into the crowd of Cobra Kai, and Martin Cove grabs me and like kind of throws me back into the thing and just gives me this look for a minute. It was exhilarating, terrifying. It was so <laughs> weird. Like, it's a crease. It's like, anyway, so that was that blew my mind. But um, no. Once we got the big, the big thing was getting Billy Zabka involved, and he he has heard so many bands come to him with versions of, but you know, this kind of an idea. Hey, man, we wrote a song about you. We wrote a song about your character. But there, he said they were always like, kill, kill, die, yeah. just rip his leg off, Johnny. Like, like really violent heavy kind of bands and this was the first one that was like you know uh, not just sonically a little more accessible but he said once he's and the funny thing is i was there i was there when he heard it for the first time he had headphones on we were in this uh hotel in santa monica by the by the ocean and i'm just watching him listen i can't hear but i can kind of hear a little bit of bleed but i see him smiling at all the right moments and like getting it you know and by the end he he realized like dude this song is is I don't know. It was like he'd never heard that side of the story. He'd never heard the story told from his perspective where you realize that he's actually not the bad guy, you know, and he's, you know, you see that in the movie, like that yeah. final scene where he, he is like, you're all right, LaRusso, and hands him the trophy. That's that's why I wrote the song, because I was like, holy crap, he's not the bad guy. Yeah. The yeah. sensei's the bad guy. They should have totally played that on, on How I Met Your Mother. With, uh, I, I with know, that. wouldn't that have been great? When he like with the clown episode where he takes yeah. it off? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that would have been awesome. Do you know what's no, funny? Super I I actually went back and rewatched that episode where he was in the clown yeah. makeup, and you completely don't realize he's in that entire episode yeah. in the clown makeup. Yeah, in the clown. Yeah. yeah, he didn't come in just for that moment. He's there the whole time. He's there the whole time, and you don't realize it's him until the very end when he takes everything off. 
Yeah. So. Oh my God, that was yeah, that was perfect. Do you still talk to any of those guys? Uh, just Billy, really. Um, okay. I see Martin Cove every once in a while. I saw him at Comic Con recently. He's great. He's just a great guy. So I see I see Sensei Crease every once in a while, but but Billy I see pretty pretty regularly. Um, yeah, we we sort of kind of became friends through through that. I mean, not like we don't hang out all the time, but like you know, we'll get together, we'll get coffee, talk about what he's working on, we'll get pizza, I'll go swim in his pool. Like we we actually <laughs> kind of connected making this thing. And, yeah, that's and, awesome. Yeah, well, I think. I mean, he's he's done a lot of directing, but I think that video might have been, uh, you know, he directed that video. Oh, cool. I told you that. Um, so, oh, so to, to get back to the original question that you asked, that's why we got everybody because once Billy decided to direct it, he he called up all his old friends. He brought Rock Macho was the hardest. Was that? I was just going to say he brought everybody in. He brought everybody in. Yeah, it was yeah. totally him. And Ralph Macho was actually the hardest, only because for Ralph. Uh, he didn't see really how he fit into it. It felt very gimmicky, and, and I mean, he's right to an extent, but not until like uh, Billy sent him a rough cut, and then Ralph's daughter was the one who actually got him in. She watched it with him and was like, "Dad, you got to do this," you know. And he was like, All right, so he flew out to be in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Billy, I think that set him on his path of like directing. So now he's been directing a lot of videos. He directed a really great uh, Hangover type spoof for um, uh, Rascal Flats, the band Rascal Flats. Okay. Um, really great video. Well, I love how you say when we asked you if you still talk to anybody, and you're like, "Well, really, only Billy." Like, does it really matter? Like, Billy's probably the biggest person out of the entire group. <laughs> just Billy. It's just Billy's. Just Zabka. Billy. You know, like yeah, it's no big deal. Know. I talk to Billy Zapka. You know, and I hang, <laughs> I hang out with Billy Zapka. Yeah, exactly. I'm friends with him on Facebook. No big deal. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you with with all the pop culture references and stuff. I'm sure just to to write. The music, you probably don't really run into any issues. But as far as when you're doing videos and stuff, do you ever have any, you know, do you ever have to get permission for any of this stuff? Absolutely. That was the that was the biggest hurdle, honestly, for this the sweep the leg video. We had everything planned out. We were ready to go. We had the cast, which was really hard. Um, but because it wasn't quite a parody, because we were actually using the real characters and the mm-hmm. real settings, um, we couldn't use, you know, parody fair use is a kind of a loose law that lets you you know, spoof something easily, but we weren't really spoofing it so much. So we actually had to, yeah, we had to get with Sony who owned the rights and, um, we had to pay for it. I don't remember how much it was, but it, it was, uh, it was significant to get the rights to use, you know, those characters and that imagery. Right. Um, the other thing is, which this was kind of a bummer. So when their, uh, 40th anniversary came around, or, or maybe it was the 35th, I might, you know, it was, might've been the 35th. It was five years ago. Um, for the karate kid, they were, putting it on blu-ray for the first time ever and they were going to include sweep the leg on the on the extras for the blu-ray so for me that would have been the like we were official we would have been officially tied to this film yeah. moving forward right and for rights or whatever i think they they had to try to clear the same rights and they weren't able to do it there were problems with sony i don't remember exactly what it was but because of rights because of this thing that you're talking about uh we weren't able to get on that blu-ray uh, that's a bummer. yeah because that would have so been it, huge it would have been wouldn't that have been done because, I mean, a lot of people saw the video. Millions of people saw this video. So yeah. I'm very lucky that that happened and I got right. exposure. But can you imagine how many more would have seen it if it were on the Blu-ray? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, um, are there any videos or anything like that that you weren't able to do because of that reason also? Uh, no, we uh, we were going to do a live-action video for Michael, uh, the, the Knight Rider song. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was friends with – I still am friends with, but um, I've become friends with Terry Fader. He's a ventriloquist that won America's He won America's Got, Got Talent. Talent, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, you know, he uh, you know, he was talking to David Hasselhoff 
daily because David was a judge and he, he actually presented the song to me. He's like, hey man, my friend Pete has a song. Would you would you be in it? And we actually got as far as like that where he heard the song. Speaking of having people, I forgot to mention that one. Yeah, Michael <laughs> Knight heard my song about Michael Knight. Um, <laughs> that's pretty big. Um, and I don't know if that was a rights issue that, that, that ended up, but we ended up, I think it might have just been cost that ended up making us decide to do that video animated. Okay. So not really, but it is definitely... You know, it's definitely a hurdle that you have to jump over, and it's especially, like you said, especially for someone like me. Most bands don't have this problem because most bands don't. Don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, but every almost every other song I've written is a pop culture song, so yeah. Was now, I, 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 I was just going to ask, was Hasselhoff willing to do it? Yeah, he was. Really? Oh. I was going to say because so he... was right at the time where that whole like lying on the floor drunk with a cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like my my record label was like, do we really want to do this? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, because if he was willing to do Piranha 3D, I'm pretty sure he was probably willing to do that. So He's got a wide-open schedule. Yeah. He's kind of like Shatner. He doesn't really turn down anything at this point. He's like Robert De Niro these days. He does the same thing. Does like every... Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, all three of them in the video. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that would be amazing. Now, at, at one time on your career, you worked for Disney and the uh, Jim Henson Company. What exactly did you do with them? Uh, for Disney, I uh, animated, not, not, um, not film. I, I worked... For both of those companies, I worked in their video game division. And okay. so for Disney, the first project I had was um, a Lion King like sing-along thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I got to animate all these. I didn't animate the principal characters. They had a, a, you know, approved people do that. So I didn't get to animate Timon or Pumbaa. But I got to do all these like really cute African-inspired uh, animations behind that. And then I just stayed on to do a bunch of those types of projects, um, video game you know, stuff, animating interfaces and U- UI and that kind of thing. From there, I went to Henson, and Henson, I did a lot of, similarly, I did video game stuff, but I did a lot of web stuff, so I designed, like, you know the, the show Farscape? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did um, a really cool website for that show, like a really uh, in-depth, kind of immersive website for that show, back when those kinds of websites were a thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, you know. Well, I mean, speaking of all your animation, you're, you're obviously one hell of an animator. I mean, you've even animated, like you said, Michael, uh, some of the music videos and stuff, and, and on your website... Uh, which is nomorekings.com for anybody who wants to go check it out. Uh, and we saw some pictures uh, of you drawing caricatures of people at, at San Diego Comic-Con. Is there any chance of you doing that at maybe some other conventions? I know uh, Philly is, is coming up next month. Oh, yeah? Uh, it's probably yeah. too soon for that one. Absolutely, man. That was the thing I realized. Oh, just to clarify, um, I didn't actually animate uh, the Michael video. This amazing group out of uh, San Francisco called Ghostbot did the animation. I just art directed that. So oh, okay. Sort of oversaw that. But they, they really tried to make sure that they captured my sort of loose spaghetti arm style. So we worked, we worked closely so that it would at least look like it, I could have animated it. But they it's, were, it's, it's very schoolhouse rock. Yeah. That's what, that's what we were trying to keep. Yeah. yeah we wanted to keep it like uh, very retro and sort of uh, charming. And yeah. Thank you. So I'm glad you noticed that. Yeah. Um, dude, I, the thing about Comic-Con, I had so much fun, but it's so huge. It's just too big. It's too – so my first thought after that was I want to do this again, but I want to do it at a much smaller – so yeah, I would absolutely look into it. What's Philly's? Con- what is it? Uh, it's it's uh, Wizard World. It's not. Yeah. Um, well, it's not the same entity as as um, San Diego Comic Con because San yeah. Diego Comic Con has pretty much taken on a life of its own, and it's just it's become huge to the point where I've tried going, and if you don't get tickets within like the first hour, you, you don't get tickets to Comic Con. I don't know if it's worth it, man. I don't know if it's worth it. I think the smaller ones are way better. It's not even a, a Comic Con anymore. It's it's all about movie studios. Yeah. Well, uh, Ra- Ralph Macchio is going to be at the Philly one. I mean, you guys can reconnect. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, because Philly Comic Con is coming up. Remember me. 
Cause, yeah, because Philly's coming up next month in in June here in Philly, and then in October, New York Comic Con is going to be back up oh, in wow. New York. So that might be something because I know I'm going to be going to both. So oh, sweet. yeah, I'd love to get a caricature of myself drawn by you. Oh. I mean, that would just be <laughs> awesome. Well, spe- speaking of that, I mean, going back to even the you said you you didn't actually do the animating for Michael. Um, so, how, what was it like to see yourself animate? Since you didn't draw it, somebody else drew it for you. What, what's that like? Because that's like I think that's everybody's like secret dream, is to see themselves animated. Oh my God! Yeah, to have your own show. I would love to have a, a animated like half hour Saturday morning cartoon show about me, um, like Jackie Chan Adventure style. Um, dude, that was the craziest thing. So I went up there, and these guys are amazing. These three, these three guys out of San Francisco, and the one guy who was in charge of animating my dance moves had—he was so nervous to show me the footage because he had finished a couple of, and he had all this footage of me dancing from live shows and stuff, and he had to like distill what my essential Pete moves were and, and animate those. And one of those was the like spaghetti arm kind of thing. <laughs> stuff I didn't realize I even did, but like, yeah, there it was. Um, so that was the coolest moment watching this guy. You know, nervously show me all of the Pete dance moves that he had animated. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I want to get back to uh, back to the music uh, on your YouTube page. I- I've actually I've spent a lot of time on the No More Kings YouTube page. Oh wow! Um, and it's mainly because you do a lot of great covers on the page. Oh, thanks. Um, Toto by Africa. Yeah. Is it's on my iPod. Like it's <laughs> I-, I love that cover. Um, oh, the Hall of Notes cover that you did of You Make My Dreams Come True was yep. great. Ghostbusters 1 and 2, like the Ray Parker theme <laughs> and the Bobby Brown theme. Uh, you do so many covers, but the coolest thing about them is you're, you're doing them solo now because I know you have a new album that you're, yeah. that you're working on right now, solo covers. Yeah, that's, that's right. Um, and you do it with your iPad. You use the, is it the yeah. Loop app? Yeah, Loopy. Yeah. Um, I know I recently – I first caught wind of that. I saw you doing it on your videos, but I didn't really know exactly what it was. I just thought it was something that you were using an iPad for. But oh. then it, I got more recognized with what that app was because Jimmy Fallon had Billy Joel on. Yes. And yes, he did the doo-wop session using yes. that. And I thought that was amazing. Yeah. Well, so the cool thing about that is I started using this app. I've been looking for – I was using hardware loopers for a long time. Uh, Boss has one. Zoom has one. Uh, Electro Harmonics has one. Uh, there's this amazing guy called uh, Reggie Watts. Do you know about him? Yes. Yes, oh, I know so Reggie. He's, he's like, yeah, he's, the, he's incredible. So watching that kind of stuff and getting really excited about the possibilities of doing loop performances. With hardware stuff, though, it's tricky. Like, they're pedals, <clears throat> so they're stomp-based. So I was using them as a, you know, ha- handheld. But anyway... When the, the iPad came out and I saw the potential for making music and doing live stuff with an iPad, and there wasn't a looper yet. And so then when that looper came out, I was like, oh, my God, this is infinitely better than any hardware looper that I've seen. Yeah. The fact that it's already on, you know, that it's on my iPad, that I can just plug in through a headphone jack. Like, this thing is, I'm going to use this. So I became, I ended up becoming friends with uh, the guy that wrote that. His name is Michael uh, Tyson, not the boxer. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, he uh, probably has to go by Michael. <laughs> you can't just, you can't. <laughs> Do you remember the office space? Uh, yes. Yeah, Michael. Uh, we actually, it's funny. We had we spoke to uh, like uh, Ben had I think mentioned earlier. I don't know if this was before we we had started, but we spoke to Michael Rowe from uh, Arrow last week, and he was saying he has to go by Michael Rowe because of the That's Dirty Jobs right. guy. <laughs> yeah. And I and I brought up that exact same thing with Office Space too. Why should I have to change my name? He's the ass hat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. Um, anyway, so we became friends, and he, you know, he featured one of my or one or two of my songs on his page for the Loopy app. 
So when I saw the Billy Joel thing, I was like, oh, good for him. Because, like, that's huge exposure for that app. You yeah. Know? Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, so I'm using – I use that. Dude, this album, this cover album I'm using, I recorded uh, – I, I brought everything into Logic on my laptop. But I recorded everything with this little um, – have it over here. This little Zoom mic that plug. I know you guys can't see it on the radio, but you guys can. <laughs> yeah. Um, it looks like a little disco ball. It's like a little disco ball. <laughs> It's a condenser mic, and it's like a hundred bucks, and it sounds way like it looks like you're using the Yeti. Is that what you're using upside down there? Uh, my condenser no. mic? Yeah. What is that? No, this is. Um, I'm not exactly sure to be honest with you. Okay. <laughs> it just but looks it, like. But but it's funny that you mentioned the Zoom because I actually and I know again this is something that our listeners aren't going to be able to see, but I'm showing you. I I'll actually have an older model zoom oh, yeah. that looks like a cell phone that looks like a cell phone <laughs> that I love. Cause I use this for interviews and, and things that we actually use this when we shot him. Um, this is going back a little ways. I actually contacted you a ways back to be able to use some no more Kings music for a movie that we were going to be shooting. And unfortunately that project fell through and we ended up doing something else. And, and, but we actually ended up using this zoom thing for a boom mic and certain times. And it picked up the audio just as well as a normal microphone. So the zoom products yeah. are great. Yeah, oh, they're fantastic. Yeah, I'm really psyched with them. So I was surprised because I have a, a Yeti mic by Blue. And Blue makes great microphones. But yeah. it's a USB mic, and there's something about it. I don't know. Um, I was getting a really tinny kind of thin sound vocal, hmm. vocals for that. And I just ended up, you know, going in, into my bedroom, uh, which is a little more um, muffled, and just recording into my, my iPad. And so I did all the vocals for this whole cover album that I'm releasing on my iPad with this little mic. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy what we can, what you can do with technology. I wouldn't have been able to do that, you know, five years ago. Oh uh, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, just the fact that we're doing a radio show every week and all the time, and we're not even in the same room with each other. It's no. you know, that, that's proof of technology apart. right there. <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, is the when when can we expect a release of the album any anytime soon? Or I'm hitting a problem where I won't stop messing with it. Like it's probably done, but I I just can't. Like, I can't stop like fiddling with stuff. So I'm hoping to release it next month. I'm really hoping to be oh, done that's with great. It myself. I, yeah, yeah. Cause it's I know, done. I, mean, I, I know I'm looking forward to hearing it. So it's if it's anything like some of the covers that you've done uh, on the YouTube page, I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing it. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, in fact, um, my girlfriend, I you know, I came up with a set list and I started recording everything. And she's, she looks at it and she's like, where's Africa? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you have to put Africa on this. So I was like, crap. Because I was trying to do the whole thing by myself, and if I'm going to put Africa on there, I need to use those guys. You know, I mean, yeah. Dan, Dan Callisher and Will Harrington, the two guys you see in that video, are phenomenal musicians. So I got with, I got, you know, I talked to them, and we're going to try to set up a time to, to record that. Oh, so that's hopefully awesome. that'll make it. Yeah, if it doesn't make it on there, it'll be on the second one. I'm going to, I don't think I can only do one. I think Enough I material already for a second album? I already have, so. yeah. I've got, um, I'm trying to put two, 10 on this one, and I've already recorded uh, 17. Wow. So I've, oh, wow. I've, yeah, I got a pretty good head start on the second album. And it's fu- it's funny that you bring up your girlfriend wanting Africa on this album because that was when I heard you were cut when that when I heard the third album was coming out. That was actually one of the tracks I was kind of hoping was going to be on it, oh. and it wasn't. But I had already had it on my iPod anyway, so it's already in my collection no matter what. But right the other cover that's on the album that's actually really good is Bad Bad Leroy Brown. Yes, which is pretty. That, that's it's just a fun cover that you guys do. Thanks, man. That was a tough one only because uh, it's such a simple song and there's not a lot of. Uh, uh, you know, stuff going on, um, what am I trying to say, structurally, there's no bridge, there's no, you know, it's just verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, you know, the whole way yeah. through. It's a, it's a story song, you know, so it's, it's that's what Jim Croce did. So when we were thinking about tackling that as a cover, it was like, how are we going to, what can we do to really energize this and make it fun the whole way through? And I think Neil, you know, 
Neil's incredible. He's become an incredible producer and an arranger, and he's a multi-instrumentalist. And I show up and I just get in front of a mic and sing, but he does all the all the real magic you know, in terms of audio yeah. engineering, producing that you hear. So that was that's a real credit to him being able to breathe uh, that life into it and still make it feel like a No More King song. Yeah, it's just got like a nice upbeat kind of like funky feel to the cover, and it's just it's like a, a refreshing take on that song, which I absolutely love. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's hard when you when you have such, um, especially with a song like that. That like I grew up listening to that. It's it's you know, there's the question of why even bother? Why bother remaking a song like that? And it, that's always tricky because some people believe that there are sacred songs that you don't yeah. mess with, and and some people don't. I I don't. I I think everything is um, worth trying. You know, worth trying. Do you spin on. do you have to like the song to to make a cover of it? Like, did you ever listen to a song not like it and say, you know, I think I can do this a little better? Yeah, absolutely. In, in fact, I think those are the more fun ones to do. Yeah. I was going to say, because, I mean, Ben and I have talked about this before, about cover songs that are actually better than the original. And I mean, nothing against Nine Inch Nails, but I know uh, Johnny Cash's version oh, of Hurt God. was yeah. fantastic. It's so much better than Nine Inch Nails' version. And it's, it's yeah. so moving and soulful and, like, sad. And, and especially, yeah, and especially the video. I don't know if yeah. you've ever seen the video, but, I mean, it's it's sad almost. You know what I mean? That's, a, that's not the animated black and white one, is it? Uh, I don't know. It's not am- animated. It might be black and it's, white. It's black though. and white. Yeah, but I don't believe yeah, it's animated. It's black and white. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Neil, I loved the video on, on your YouTube page. It's the first video that comes up about. Oh, like, I think it's. I forget what it's called. Like my name is Pete or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, like you, you come in with the introduction. Uh, you might know me as No More Kings or, but I'm only yeah, one I just, half. I just watched that too. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, that's the thing. That's what was happening. Like I felt so bad for Neil. Like. Well, I don't feel that bad for him, but, <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> he was sort of the invisible member for a long time, you know, like when people thought of No More Kings, they thought of me. And I think that's, that's fine. It's just because that happens with a lot of bands. The lead singer is the one that you know yeah. by name, but especially in No More Kings' case, because I'm the one on social media. Like I'm the, I'm the one posting all the time. I'm the one in constant contact with fans. I'm always making these other, other videos, like you said, these little cover songs and stuff. It's weird because like. Some of those covers are just me, and I feel weird putting them on No More Kings' page. But then, it's like, well, I have to. Like that's, you know, that's who I'm. That's my audience. Yeah, yeah, that's how people know you. It almost be like starting over if you if you had to create your own page and and everything. I I think it would be yeah, and I think people are cool enough. You know, they're cool enough with it to go. Yeah, I know what's No More Kings. I know when Neil and Pete get together, they do No More Kings stuff. But when Pete does stuff on his own, it's this, and that's fine. Right. So yeah. I'm glad that they've been, you know, they've been okay with that. And if you want to follow Pete on Twitter, it's at DasPeedy, which is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. you. I mean, you have your own website now, too, which is www.daspeedy.com. Yeah. Too, which is yeah. where I found out about your, your solo albums and everything. Oh, cool. And everything yeah, else. I couldn't remember if I told you that when you, went, when you brought that up. I was like, oh, did I tell him about that already? You didn't, um, but I do oh. my research. Nice. <laughs> so <laughs> I told you I'm a fan, so I kind of, I, you know. Um, are we gonna get any? Are we gonna get any more music from No More Kings anytime in the future? Yeah, absolutely. We we recorded. Um, okay, well, the weird thing about NMK Three, this third album, was it kind of is two albums, two mini albums smashed together. It was 1973, which was you know a bunch of songs written about events that happened in 1973. So that's tricky. Uh, you know, the new James Bond, mm-hmm. uh, Tracy song, the Jim Croce song, Enter the Dragon, and the Elvis song. Grace, uh, the Graceland. Alone yeah. in Graceland. Thank you. Yeah. I forgot, that. <laughs> forgot the title of your own song. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, God, that happens all the time. <laughs> this was scary. When I'm doing a show sometimes and I look out and I see people in the audience singing along, I go, oh, 
fuck, but, like they're, they're gonna know the lyrics better than me. Like, <laughs> and it happens. But, Anyways, that's, um, but that's a huge credit to you, though, if that is true. That if they do know the lyrics better than you, I mean, because you have a huge library that you have to remember, you know, outside of stuff that they haven't even heard before as fans. Right. So you you have so much more that you have to remember that they do, but the fact that they remember the lyrics completely as well as that—that's a huge compliment to the music. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy to to watch that. Thank you, I appreciate yeah. that. I, I feel I feel that way too. I'm always blown away. Like, how the heck do you guys know this? <laughs> well, I know for a fact you're not the only artist who who forgets the lyrics because i know actually my wife was just at a a ben folds concert like a month or so ago and he i know he was touring doing a lot of uh compositions not every you know place he went was he singing and he was he just happened to be singing while he was in town here and there were a couple songs where he he kind of forgot the lyrics to it and, and he needed the audience to kind of help him out he's great though he's so charming that he can pull that off no problem no oh yeah someone's gonna give me credit for that um, are we going to uh, – I'm assuming – a lot of the pop culture references that you use in the, in the songs or anything are older, uh, you know, like Short Circuit and, and Night Rider and yeah. things like that. They're, all, they're older references, but uh, yeah. do you ever feel you need to bring some newer references in or do you like sticking to the older stuff? You know, it's funny. When you said you were trying to figure out what Dragon was about and, and Game of Thrones crossed your mind, my first thought was, oh, I wouldn't write about it. That's too new. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> exa- exactly as I thought that, I thought, why – why do I feel that way? Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's weird. I, I probably should, but there's something about when I when I do sit down to think about subject matter for a song, I end up yeah I end up going back first. I end up digging into into stuff that I grew up with or stuff that like you know is, is a little more nostalgic. And I'm I'm not honestly I'm not sure why. There's really no reason for it. There's no there's no like um, overarching thematic reason to. Stay away from new stuff. I just think I gravitate towards that older stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say, and I, I think nostalgia actually appeals to more people too. I mean, well, probably it has a longer, longer chance for people to become like the Karate Kid fan base that I had no idea I was tapping into was gigantic. Yeah, I mean, they, they made Throwback Thursday for God's sake. People love <laughs> older stuff. No, you're right. That's true. So I mean, it's yeah, because it's I mean, uh, Sweep the Leg was the out uh, was obviously the song that really got me that got my attention as far as you guys. And then I bought the album and uh, again, like I said, this and someday were songs that I absolutely love. But as far as the pop culture songs go, I actually ended up gravitating more towards zombie me just because I'm I'm a huge zombie fan. So, I mean, uh, you know, zombie me was a great song. And then uh, three was great for me because you have two zombie songs on the album with living dead and and they're coming to get you. Barbara. Ben, what did you think about the, the remake of zombie me versus I liked it. I really dug it. Okay. Um, I thought it was really good. It's, it's a different take. It makes it almost like a completely different song, but it's it's still yeah. a great song. Right on. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I was hope I, I was curious because I know people sometimes get uh, possessive about the original things. You uh-huh. know what I mean, and like I know as a as a fan of other artists, if they were to release an updated version or something, I would I kind of would cringe maybe. So I'm just curious, like that bothered you or if you were, no like no you not at all as, as a matter of fact um just because i knew we were going to be talking to you today last night i actually went to um, an advanced screening of a movie in jersey so driving into jersey from uh from here in pa and then driving home i had no more kings on on my ipod the whole time i was just listening to the music and nice. i distinctly remember actually that you, it's funny that you bring that up i actually distinctly remember driving back home over the bridge and that song coming on and i remember i already knew the lyrics from you know obviously from the right. first one but i was still fa- i still found myself just singing along 
even though I mean, and I I messed up every once in a while, obviously, because the (laughs) album's still new. So I'm still trying to get the rhythms down because the rhythms are a little different. Um, Yeah, exactly. But I tried. I mean, and that was the biggest part. Like I was still like because I have no shame. So I have no problem belting that music (laughs) in my car with the windows down or anything like that. And your music is no exception. I, I belt out. It, it's weird because I'll try and sing songs and there's obviously songs that are way out of my range or not even close enough to my range. But <laughs> your music actually kind of falls into it. Like I find oh, I can actually match pitch with a lot of – I'm not saying at all that I'm a great <laughs> singer. Yeah, I'd like, I want to see you match pitch. To no, not at all. <laughs> so, But I love singing along with your music when I have it on. It's like uh, – that's – like I said, I, I'm, I'm a legit fan. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass or anything like that. I actually am a legit fan. So, he has your poster did, I, right next to his bed. I'm Aww. not that much of a fan. Because <laughs> he can say goodnight. Yeah. <laughs> but I did. I did, I, did like the, uh, I did like the remake of the song. I, I really enjoyed right it. Right on. Thank you. Yeah, I'm thinking about uh, – it's funny that you say you know, the idea of singing along. I know a lot of artists end up releasing uh, karaoke versions of their tracks. And I, think, and I, I was actually thinking about that today too and, yeah, and actually maybe bringing that up. Yeah, I think, I think enough people have like, expressed interest in that idea. I just love the idea of like – whether a person's a good singer or not, I would love to see somebody send me a, a video of them singing yeah. one of my songs. You know what I mean? Like, I've only seen a couple bands that have covered No More King stuff. It doesn't happen very often. Uh, mostly it's acapella groups. That happens a lot. But um, anytime that happens, I'm blown away. Oh, speaking of my friend. So my friend Terry Fader has yeah. a, his first solo album out, and he covered Leroy and Me. Okay. And it's he does a, uh, it's like a more country, like, fiddle version of it. But it's amazing. Like, it's... I have to check that out. Is it on YouTube yeah, at all? Yeah. Uh, you know what it might be? Um, it's got to be. It's just yeah, just do a thing for. Uh, be, do to Terry Fader, Leroy, and me. But the problem is that's going to come up with like a duet that we sang. Well, even um, I'd still be willing to check that out too. I mean, it's, yeah, we'll try it. It'd be pretty cool. Okay, yeah, try to track it out. But anyway, it's just uh, it, it's definitely on iTunes, and you can preview the. You know, yeah, I mean, it's, say if we find it, we can tweet it out. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, I I was blown away by it because he's he's a fantastic singer, like ridiculous a good singer. Oh, even when he's even when he's not moving his mouth, he's still a great singer. That's the <laughs> know, weirdest I part know. about it. Um, it's funny because like I got um, Adam and I actually met um, years ago because I used to be a DJ doing like trivia and things like that at bars and things like that, and that's how Adam and I met. Adam, he uh, you know would come out with his group of friends, and I was the one hosting trivia and everything like that. But at that particular bar, I actually remember turning on a couple people to No More Kings, to your music and No More oh, Kings, because I would actually play it at the bar. So, and I would have people come up to me asking me who, you, who the oh, band was. So I know, um, I know one girl in particular ended up buying you know, like the first two albums after I introduced wow. her to it. Thank you for that. So, um, you know, well, music, I think what, it's, it's great. You know? I think what we need to do is when we start uh, having live calling contests on our show Ben we need to do that what you tried to do with the new album play the song and see if they can tell us what the pop culture reference is wow that's not a bad idea actually that would be fun I think that would be really fun so um I know we got to start wrapping things up eventually but I have I do have one more question that I wanted to bring up to you um I saw this on the on the No More King site and I didn't really know anything about it I just read it recently actually um is there any update to the critical hit game Oh man, that breaks my heart. Oh man, that would break yeah, mine too. It, just knowing. It breaks my heart. Yeah, no, we. Um, I spent a year and a half working full time on that game, um, and it just went through so many, so many problems. It's funny, like the bigger something, I'm realizing this now. The bigger something gets, uh, the more full of problems it's going to be. I don't know how people make feature feature films. I don't know how they do it. Um, yeah. They're just covered in problems. Anyway, 
so money and expectations and staffing and so many problems after another that the project eventually got canceled. Oh, that's a shame. I know it's funny because I just came across a folder on my hard drive full of all the artwork I had done for Critical Hit. And I was so proud of that. I was so proud of like what we were going to do. The cool thing is when we were in the middle of making it, you know, it was going to be um, like an old school RPG. You know, you make your party and you run around, and you explore dungeons. And, but it was really um, irreverent and silly and this like Monty Python level of humor. Yeah. Um, it was going to be great. And, and I, at the time, we were like six months into this and uh, Trey, Trey Parker and Matt Stone announced that they were going to put uh, a South Park RPG out and we were like holy crap they're gonna destroy us like yeah. that's gonna be way better than us and theirs came out and it's unbelievable it's everything we were trying to do oh so I've already played it yeah it's, it's a style. it's fantastic yeah. no it's fantastic so it's it's exactly the style it's maybe a little more crass than I would have made mine but that, you know, <laughs> only because I you know that, that's just how I am but um uh, anyway so I feel like that at least that was served I, I specifically wanted to do it for the iPad though because I got this iPad which is this great point-and-click kind of fun adventure, you know, and nobody was making any games that service that that world. So that's why I was like, dude, I got to make I gotta make an old-school RPG where you make, you know, turn-based combat. Like, yeah. forget real-time. I hate all these games that are real-time combat. I don't hate them, but, you know, for an iPad, like, it's a perfect device for turn-based. Anyway, since then, I think some games have come out, but that was the reason why I wanted to do Critical Hit. Um, so, yeah, I'm a little bit sad about that. The thing is, I came up with, like, like maybe 400 pages worth of uh, story for that mm-hmm. um, and story ideas that I can probably I'll probably turn into something eventually whenever I get out of the non-compete clause time frame <laughs> like a graphic novel or, or something like that yes yep, exactly oh, that would be exactly. great yeah so, so I mean those stories will live on but it's a shame that the game itself isn't going to come out yeah you, you sell you sell your artwork do, do I you, do okay yeah, I do. you have an Etsy page I do yep it's Etsy I don't know how Etsy does it if it's Etsy.com slash daspedi or daspd.etsy.com. But if they if they go to etsy.com and search daspd, they can find your yeah. they can find your page. Yeah, I've got a lot of stuff up there actually. I've been but the cool thing that's been uh, I've been getting back into. So last year I did a lot of stuff where you know we were building out our no more kings no more website to be I wanted it to be really rich and and I wanted somebody to be able to spend hours on there just digging through digging through stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And so we decided to make each song have its own page, and it would have a story about what the song was about. It would have video content that was related. So, you know, just every media type that we could think of for that song. And I really was passionate about growing all those, and I, I didn't get very far. So I'm trying to get back into that now. But what I was doing was the artwork I would make for each song, um, I would I would sell. And I just put it up online just kind of on a whim. And people people dug it, and people were buying it. So I thought, oh, man, I need to I need to do more of this. That's it's Etsy.com. Etsy.com backslash shop backslash DOSPD. Uh-huh. But like you said, you can just search it. <laughs> yeah. So, thank you. Thank you um, all right. I know we're coming to the end. Um, I mean, we've already spent almost an hour with you, which is fantastic. Like, we, we oh, love the cool. time that you spent with us. Um, usually, anytime we come to an end of an interview, what we like to do is we do, like, a couple rapid-fire questions. Oh, we, no. We just throw a couple <laughs> questions at you. <laughs> You don't have to go Everybody into says any, that. you don't have to go really? into any detail if you don't want. Okay. Um, right. Just answer the first thing that comes to your head, and you know, just shoot right through. Them. Okay. So everybody fears them. I'm, I promise, it's easy. <laughs> all right. It's all like right. Uh, you know, it's like when you get a tetanus shot. It's like all right, don't worry. It's, Wait, don't it's, compare it to that. <laughs> okay. He might be just scared of needles. Don't do that. Just don't look at the needle. Okay. Don't don't look at the needle. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite guilty pleasure popcorn movie? Oh man, I like really bad horror movies. Oh, then you would love the movie that we shot. Well, what is it? About? It's horrible. <laughs> it's uh, it's called it's called Zombie X's E X S. 
Yeah, I need to see that. <laughs> you can find <laughs> it. It's on Amazon, so you can find it. Uh, well, that's Dead Snow was my was my most fun, uh, really silly bad zombie movie. Have you seen that? Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't watch horror movies for some Check reason. I don't know, but I've start I've started to get into a few because I, I just don't like the ones that try to do the jump scares. I think that's kind of I'm boring. Not a fan of that either. I agree. Yeah, with we had watched a, a movie, Afflicted, which is uh, an independent. Gonna, yeah, that's on my list. That's on my queue. It's yeah, not we, that, on my own, but it's so good. We we so interviewed good. the we interviewed the guys from the movie, and we got an opportunity to see it before we interviewed them, and the movie is fantastic. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. That's good news. Yeah, I'll put um, that up on my queue. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Like, it didn't. I wasn't. I couldn't get a read on how good it would be. Yeah, it's, like, it's a very interesting twist on two different types of horror, but it compl- it puts a two, uh, a completely new twist on those two uh, horror elements that just they bring them together so well. And the movie is the movie's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. That's one I can get on board with. But uh, uh, second one is if they ever made a movie about your life, who would you want to play you? <laughs> oh man, I would have said Johnny Depp. A while ago, <laughs> I, maybe I still will. Yeah, maybe I'll stick with that. Okay, not Billy Zabka. <laughs> oh my God, that would be awesome. You have to die. His <laughs> would, I don't think would he would you, do it. Would you want the movie to be animated? I def- definitely portions of it should be animated. I think it should be like Kill Bill, where there's a huge 45 minute section in the middle that's animated. Yeah. Well, I was going to yeah, say, like, if, if it's animated, like then somebody wouldn't play him. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I want, vo- not, I want voice him. Yeah, yeah, man, are you kidding me? Like who framed Roger <laughs> Rabbit? You're mixing tunes and uh, yeah, tunes and live action. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite junk food? Uh, I have a lot of those, but um, Twinkies, <laughs> Twinkies and, and cupcakes. Host, Hostess, anything by Hostess. They do have a shelf life, just to warn you. What? Twinkies. <laughs> they don't. They don't last forever. We found no. this out uh, like a few weeks ago. Yeah, I think yeah, it was like. Shelf life is like seventy-five years, right? I thought it was only like a few months, actually. No! I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> our hearts were broken. Trust me. Well, if you've ever yeah, seen, that's... if you've ever seen Zombieland, Woody Harrelson yeah. brings that up in the movie. That's true. <laughs> so. And then he loads them with shotgun. Yeah, shotgun shell <laughs> or shotgun pellet. Yeah. All right, uh, last one. If you could have your music on a soundtrack to a type of movie, what genre would it be? Uh, it has to be kung fu. Yeah. yeah. That's a that's a cool one. That would be a great one to have. So yeah, I didn't see that one coming. I was I was assuming horror for some reason. Yeah, I kind of kind of thought like zombie or something. Our stuff's too silly. It's too silly for horror. Or eighties comedy, point. maybe. I mean, a, a Shaun of the Dead style movie would work. That sort of combines. Horror. Yeah, like horror comedy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you are that you a fan of, are you a fan of Shaun of the Dead? Huge fan. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So am I. Uh, did you see? Uh, I know we're getting off topic, but did you see The World's End? I did. I really liked it. A lot of people. So didn't. did I. I loved oh. it. I thought it was yeah, probably the best of the three movies oh. that they've done. Yeah, I, I. Yeah, I'm a little bit torn only because it's hard to top. Of the Dead that's brilliant. Yeah, it's hard to top Shaun of the Dead, but it really is. I didn't love Hot Fuzz as much. I feel like that was a little bit of a step down. No. Uh, well, I, I. It's interesting because I've seen Shaun of the Dead. And I've seen Hot Fuzz. I own them both. I own all three of them actually. Um, I got the opportunity to go to a screening of The World's End with Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and Edgar Wright. Wow. And before they showed uh, The World's End, they actually showed Hot Fuzz in the theater. Oh, that's so, cool. So it was a really interesting experience because I'm in a theater full of fans of that movie. These yeah. aren't people that are seeing yeah. it for the first time. These are people that have seen this movie, know what it's about, and love it. Yeah. And it's, it, was, it made the movie that much better to view it that way. Absolutely. That's infectious, that kind of, that yeah. kind of energy. So I mean, so yeah, but I'm a fan of, of all three of those movies. I'm a huge Simon Pegg fan. I was thrilled yep. to death that I got to meet him and Nick Frost and 
they were both extremely funny and friendly and oh that's awesome it was a really cool experience so uh but i know we got to wrap things up um we actually have another interview coming up in about a half hour so uh, i know we're, we're getting popular uh, but we definitely want to send well, people. Let me get out of your way. <laughs> Wednesday's just a busy night. Trust me, if we if we could, we'd probably sit here for another hour and talk. Oh, absolutely. To you. So awesome. we'll have to have you on again sometime down the road. Absolutely. I was just gonna say, whenever you have an opening, just yeah. uh, especially once, you're, once you once you once you release yeah, you... the solo album, we'll definitely have oh, you back on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So next month. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say you can he can actually come on the uh, Sunday show if he has a Sunday that's free. Yeah, it's true. I, I do have free Sundays. So. Um, <laughs> We definitely want to send people your way, though. Uh, I want people to check out your videos on YouTube, which is youtube.com slash no more kings. Uh, follow you on Twitter at DosPD. Yep. Uh, check out no more kings.com and DosPD.com because there's a ton yep. of material on both of those sites. Uh, we mentioned your Etsy store, so check out Etsy store slash ah, crap. What was it, Adam? Shop. Backslash shop. Backslash, backslash shop. Backslash DosPD. Just search DosPD on Etsy. <laughs> And, yeah, yeah that's, that's probably easier. Everywhere in general, everywhere is Dust And more importantly, pick up the third album. It's on iTunes. You can buy it on your webpage. It's a great album. Pick up all three of the albums. They're just fantastic. Uh, I don't think there's a week that goes by that I don't listen to No More Kings. Oh, wow. Wow. So it's like I told you when, I, when we were emailed back and forth, the one time you emailed me, I saw your reply come in and I actually was listening to Robots Don't Cry <laughs> when, this, when the email came in, which, you know, that was my iPod on random. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, but we're going to wrap up this interview. Pete, thanks so much for spending so much time with us. This was just absolutely awesome. Brandon Adam, thank you, man. I had a great time. So, all right, we're going to wrap things up. Be sure to check us out. Uh, follow us on Twitter at NXT Level Radio uh, and check us out, www.nextlevelradio.com. Uh, we will see you a little bit later on this evening for our next interview. Until then, take care.